Each of the military services has faced workforce challenges in their maintenance depots over the past several years. Congress has responded with new authorities that let DOD sidestep the traditional hiring system to fill those vacancies. It's taken a while to make use of direct hiring, but now military officials say the authorities have turned out to be invaluable. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. Congress gave each of the military services and defense agencies wide-ranging authority to directly hire as many personnel as they feel they need in their maintenance depots as part of the 2017 Defense Authorization Bill. They later extended the authority through 2021. As long as DOD components can show that they're matching job seekers to relevant qualifications, they're allowed to bypass traditional features of the federal hiring system like competitive ranking and veterans' preference. Its use has grown significantly in the military services over the past year. In 2017 and 2018, The Army used direct hire to fill only about 1,200 jobs in its depots. It's used the authority for more than twice that many hires in the last year alone, according to Lieutenant General Duane Gamble, the Army's Deputy Chief of Staff for Logistics. The direct hiring authority has been absolutely decisive for the last couple years. Uh, The truth is it took us a couple years to, to implement, fully implement that authority, but we hit our stride this last year. Uh, in FY19, hiring over 3,500 people. It's a similar story in the Air Force's government-operated depots. Direct hiring has become the rule, not the exception. At the Air Force Sustainment Center, 74% of all external hires were direct hires, says Lieutenant General Donald Kirkland, the center's commander. We use it at uh, every level of our workforce. and I'll I'll highlight on the upper end uh, for our uh, trained engineers and software folks, which is for us a growing enterprise. We have north of 4,400 software engineers now uh, working for Sustainment Center. DHA has been a tremendous tool to give them an on-the-spot job offer. Uh, And once they uh, join, they like what they're doing, and our retention rate reflects that. Each of the services see the authorities as a way to help replace their aging maintenance workforces, but the Navy has also used them to help it pull off a surge of new hiring in its shipyards. Vice Admiral Thomas Moore, the commander of Naval Sea Systems Command, says NAVC's workload has increased by 25% in its four public shipyards since 2010. That meant the Navy had to hire nine 1,000 new employees to keep up. This growth was achieved about one year ahead of schedule and is allowing us to stop the growth in the backlog of work and begin working off that backlog earlier than planned. However, the rapid growth of the workforce has resulted in a less experienced workforce where 50% have less than five years of experience. To get new hires trained more efficiently, the shipyards have transformed how they train their new employees through learning centers that use both virtual learning tools and hands-on work. The net result of these learning centers at the shipyards have cut the time to create a productive worker from the time they are hired by more than 50 percent over the past four years. Military logistics leaders say the new authorities have dramatically sped up the hiring process, too. In the Army, for example, the average time to hire new workers at its depots and arsenals was 114 days in 2017. By last year, it was just 85 days. The Air Force, meanwhile, cut its average hiring time from 183 days to just 65. Kirkland says the new hiring mechanisms seem to have had an indirect effect on employee retention as well. Simply by having a, uh, a steady influx of, of trained personnel, personnel we can train, um, in order to keep the production lines going, uh, that has morale increase. And uh, as we put more and more work into the same facilities and same workforces, uh, that has a beneficial effect of keeping every employee gainfully uh, gainfully employed and providing upward mobility with with supervisory uh, opportunities and that's that's been our uh 
that's been our experience. With respect to uh, engineers, I'll just highlight that across our enterprise, uh, our software engineers, the, uh, we, we have an attrition about 7 to 9% annually, and that is right, is right there with industry. And, so, uh, and that's even as we grow that enterprise, about 6% a year. But Congress is now considering even more relaxation of the hiring rules that govern military depots. Since the 1960s, DOD has had regulations in place that ban it from hiring military officers who've just retired as civilians until they've waited through through a 180-day cooling-off period. The rules were meant to keep DOD organizations from violating merit system principles by creating positions for departing officers or forcing longtime civil servants out of their jobs to make way for newly retired officers. But Congress is considering eliminating the 180-day rule as part of its negotiations on the 2020 Defense Authorization Bill. Doug Lamborn is the ranking Republican on the House Armed Services Committee on Readiness. The trained artisans in our workforce are the key to success or failure of the depot enterprise. The services have struggled to fill these positions, whether the root cause was funding uncertainty or the burdensome hiring process. My understanding is that we have made some significant progress, but I look forward to hearing about more that can be done. For instance, the six-month cooling off period when someone leaves the military and before they can go into certain civilian work. I think that's something we should discuss. And I think we can address that in our next NDAA. The logistics chiefs from each of the military services testified they supported a relaxation of the 180-day rule during last week's hearing, including a version that would leave the hiring restrictions in place for more senior civilian positions at the GS-14 level and above. But Moore says for the most part, the Navy's focused on hiring young talent with the goal of keeping them in government service for an entire career. Almost every one of my major depots uh, is partnering with the state uh, to have hiring fairs, uh, have apprentice schools. Uh, Norfolk Naval Shipyard and Puget Sound Naval Shipyard specifically have apprentice schools, uh, which is equivalent to a vocational school where they get a degree. Uh, the competition to get into those schools is extremely competitive, which tells me that people want to get in there. And once we get people in the door um, and we can get them past that five-year point, we tend to keep them for, for a long period of time. I think we need to emphasize that uh, a lot of this workforce that we have today, the blue-collar workforce, the welders, electricians, we don't need college graduates, and we need to actually value the artisans that, that actually get in there and do the really hard work of maintaining these depots and make that a career that a young man or woman today could get into and spend a lot of time. And I saw data the other day that if you get trained as a welder at age 18, by the time you're 65 years old, you'll have made more money than someone who went to medical school and was just a general practitioner. So I think more emphasis on valuing those skill sets and getting in and doing STEM early with something that we could we should keep doing. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.